Hey friends, well, after a long and for many of you cold winter, are you ready to bring the spirit of the islands into your home? Look no further than Home Threads, where comfort meets coastal living. At HomeThreads.com, you can discover a collection inspired by the tranquility of the beach. From breezy linens to stylish coastal decor, they've got everything you need to turn your home into a seaside retreat, and always at the best value. If you haven't been to the Home Threads website yet, you have to go check it out, see their beautiful bedding, everything they have for your kitchen, lighting, workspace, and a gift guide, which has something for everyone on your list. I'm thinking ahead to Mother's Day, Father's Day, anniversaries, birthdays, and more. So visit homethreads.com forward slash Monica and get a code for 15% off your first order. Because whether you're on the islands or dreaming of the sea, Home Threads brings the beach to you. Home Threads, love where you live. Aloha and welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast. I'm Monica Swanson and I'm so glad you're here with me today. Guys, somehow it's the second week of December. I don't know how that happened, but how are you doing? You're doing better than me. My family came back from the Thanksgiving trip and just hit the ground running. We've had like two cars break down on us. We all got head colds. In fact, I recorded with Asherita last Friday and I didn't have much of a voice. It's still not perfect, but you'll hear in today's recording that I was fighting a head cold for sure. But anyways, tis the season to have everything happen at once. And I love Christmas time and so I just want to slow down and enjoy it all. But you guys, this conversation that I'm about to share with you is so special to me. I really wanted to get Asherita on before the holidays because I have fallen in love with her uh, Advent devotional, Unwrapping the Names of Jesus. We're going to be talking about that as well as her other book that I also fell in love with this fall, Bible and Breakfast. So Asherita and I are going to talk about that, but really what I want you to take with you from this, I hope you can get both books. Yes, um, I think you're going to want to. She's just precious. But what I really want you to take with you is how we really can spend time doing devotions ourselves, even in the busy, busy season of having little kids, how we can make it a part of our day. Asherita is going to teach you a little brain science, how to best do that. It was, I, I think it's really interesting what she talks about in the book and in our conversation, but also how you can bring those devotions into the family time. I think some of us feel super overwhelmed, like it has to be some big official deal. We want our husbands to gather a meeting and have some kind of old-fashioned devotional time, and it doesn't always happen like that. In fact, if you're like me, sometimes when you try to do it, it is such a failure, you don't even want to try again. But it doesn't have to be. And I love how Asherita makes it such a practical, such a doable, um, part of our day, something we can do. And I think the Advent season is such a sweet time to kind of start trying to gather the family and read together, um, talk about the Lord, talk about in her, for her book, it's the names of Jesus, which is just such a fun way to approach the Advent. But it's really all about gathering your family, being in the word, being in prayer, celebrating this season um, as for what it is, Jesus's birthday and Advent, expecting his coming, his first coming and his next coming. So I think that um, we can all take away from this conversation just some inspiration to spend time in devotions ourselves and with our family. I hope you enjoy what we talk about. I'm not going to read you one of the reviews today from Apple Podcasts, but I do want to thank 
thank you again because guess what? I just checked and I am up to 300 ratings and reviews over at Apple Podcasts. So thank you guys for continuing to leave those. Also, thank you for sharing this podcast with your friends. I keep hearing from people who just had a friend or a neighbor or a sister or somebody tell them about the podcast. It really means a lot to me. So thank you. Thank you. Hope you'll keep spreading the word. And remember, occasionally I might do a bonus episode. I almost did one last week because I had something on my mind, but I didn't end up doing it. But in case I ever leave a podcast here on a Friday or a Saturday or whatever other day, you want to subscribe to this podcast. So wherever you're listening, make sure to click on that little subscribe button and that way you'll be notified each time a new episode comes to life. All right. So thanks for that. You will always find show notes over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. This episode specifically at forward slash episode dash 34. And without further ado, I'll let you listen in as Asherita Chichu and I talk about making family devotions a habit. Hope you enjoy. Well, hello, Asherita. Welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast. Monica, thank you so much for having me. It's my joy to be here. Uh, I've been looking forward to talking to you because, um, well, you're somebody I've admired online and we've gotten to know each other a little bit, but I've been looking forward to getting a chance to just dive in and ask you some questions because this time of year, you are like on my coffee table. <laughs> you are in my family's, <laughs> you were, we're reading your words and, um, oh, I've just so enjoyed everything you've done. So before I start diving in with the questions, can you just share a little bit about you and your family and your background, what you do with all the listeners? Yeah, of course. So I'm Asherita. I grew up as a missionary kid in Romania in the 90s and early 2000s. And I met my husband in fifth grade summer camp. Um, Wow. Boys boys still had cooties then, but obviously I got over that. (laughs) I have to ask, is he, was he a missionary kid or is he from Romania? He's Romanian. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, and then um, went to college, majored in English and minored in women's. Actually, I had five minors. I just couldn't make up my mind. But oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> editing yeah. and writing and women's ministry were two oh, of them. You were um, busy. Oh, yeah. But God God used it all. So it's amazing. And then Flavio and I live in Ohio right now, and we have three kids, mm-hmm. um, two girls and a boy. Carissa is six, Amelia is three and a half, and Theo is one and a half. Wow. Wow. And tell us about your writing. All of yeah, it. So, all of it. <laughs> yeah. um, well, I write to help overwhelmed women find joy in Jesus through mm. creative and consistent time in his word. And that's really from my own place of struggle of mm. uh, loving Jesus and wanting to spend more time with him, but feeling like I just don't have time. And when I do, I don't know where to start. Yeah. Um and so that's, I'm, I'm kind of writing to women my own age and women who are going through this season or different seasons, uh, but who really want to get to know him more. So I've mm-hmm. had the joy of publishing five books with Moody Publishers, and I'm just I'm so grateful to be here and to be able to talk about a couple. Oh my goodness. Yes. We're going to link to all the books that she's written in our show notes over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. But what I love about you is that you are ministering to women in your season. So it's one thing for me to be here kind of coming out the other side. I mean, I still have a nine-year-old and that's not always easy, but really I can speak looking back at those days, but you're really in the thick of it. 
And so I just encourage everyone listening, if you've got little kids, this is a woman to follow because she is walking her talk every day. So I love that about you, Asherita. Monica, thank you. I mean, I, I learned so much from women of any age, right? And mm-hmm. we need you and older <laughs> women as well to speak into our lives and to encourage us and correct us and give us a different perspective. <laughs> so I'm just grateful how the body of Christ works together that way. Isn't it awesome? Okay. And then the other thing from your introduction that you didn't say, but I love is your last name because I confess I stared at your name on different books for years. <laughs> trying to guess how to pronounce it. And I thought surely I would have to learn another language to say it right. And then I discovered it's as simple as choo-choo, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a Romanian last name since my husband's Romanian and yeah, that's phonetically Romanian. It's spelled C-I-U, C-I-U. So I was trying to give it some kind of, you know, Italian flair, Romanian. And then I'm like, choo-choo, that's so easy. (laughs) Oh, Monica, we joked um, since we had two girls um, every time, well, naming them was a special, special event for each of them. But we joked that if God ever gave us a boy, we would name him Thomas. Ah, yep. Love it. Love it. Thomas Choo-choo. Nothing better than that. So fun. Every little boy's dream. Well, (laughs) super, super fun. So I am really excited to get to talk to you while it's still December. We're in the Advent season and um, we're going to actually, I'm, I've asked Asherita if she would talk about two of her books because I've kind of been like camping out on two of her books this fall and as we go into the Advent especially. And so what I want to talk about is family devotions that, that topic that so many people, uh, I think feel stressed about, feel overwhelmed with. I have so many people email me and say, do you do devotions every night? And mm-hmm. I've kind of laughed and been like, are you kidding? We're lucky if we all brush our teeth every night. Like, right. We're just not that on our game. And yet I have found Advent and Lent to be two different times that really I can motivate, I can get more intentional, and they have helped our family develop habits that we then can really bring throughout the year. We can really add those to our schedules. Not every day, no. Even during Advent, not every day. But Mm -hmm. Asherita, your book, Unwrapping the Names of Jesus, is such a beautiful Advent devotional. Um, I've mentioned it on my blog. I've mentioned it in other podcast Mm -hmm. episodes. And hopefully a lot of listeners have it in their hands. But even if they don't, I'm going to say anytime you order this, not only can you open it up this year and, you know, get a lot out of it, but then you'll have it ready for next year, which is what we did last year. I loved it. I looked at it. And then this year I said from the beginning of December, this is our family advent. So tell us a little about unwrapping the names of Jesus, where it came from, and um, just so people know what they're looking at here. Yeah. So um, I didn't grow up observing or celebrating Advent. Um, It wasn't something I discovered until I was in college, actually. And I'm like, what's with the candles? And this is like such a clear fire hazard. What in the world is going on? Um, But at the same time, fast forward just a few years after college, and I um, had just had Carissa. She was um, one and a half for that second Christmas together. And a mentor of mine, we were sitting down over coffee, and she's like, aren't you so excited? It's Christmas, and you get to do all these fun traditions with your child. And I mean, what a magical time of year. And in a moment of clarity, I looked at her across the table, and I said, no. Honestly, I'm I'm not really excited mm-hmm. um, because the season holds a lot of pain for me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I know for a lot of listeners, you know, Christmas can be that most magical time of year, but it can also be stressful or depressing Mm -hmm. or um, bring up memories from the past or be a season that just kind of swings us into the depths of despair. Yeah. And um, I I was a bit of a Grinch for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, Everything was just so overwhelming about the season. And yet I also felt guilty because I was like, why am I not excited to celebrate Jesus' birth? I'm such Mm -hmm. a terrible Christian. Sure. (laughs) Yeah. Um, the sweet woman looked at me across the table and she said, um, Asherita, it doesn't have to be that way. Mm-hmm. You have the opportunity to begin new traditions with your family, to redefine what the season looks like for you and your family. Um, and she encouraged me to ask God to show me what this season can be. Wow. And so that led me to scripture and <laughs> to saying, okay, sure. well, what, what is the season all about? I mean, I mean, we say that Jesus is the reason for the season, but truly when we look at our calendars and our to-do lists in December, yeah. that, that doesn't really reflect sure. an emphasis on Jesus. But I wanted to see what, what is it truly that makes Jesus so special? Mm. And that sounds like such an elementary question that it almost no. sounds sacrilegious to say. No. No, um, but, honest, but what it's I honest. through this journey is that we all suffer. I heard someone use this term. We all suffer from soul amnesia, oh, forgetting sure. who God is and what he's done from oh, one gosh. season to the next. And I needed to be reminded of Jesus and how precious he is, mm. not because my mind didn't know, but because my heart ceased to be amazed. Wow. And so I embarked on this journey of looking at Jesus' names through scripture. And as I studied one name at a time, it was like, Monica, it was like opening up a gift each day, right? The Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, the great high priest who intercedes on our behalf, mm-hmm. the Son of God who became Emmanuel, God with us, um, who took on flesh, the line of Judah who fights on our behalf. Um, Every name Mm -hmm. just opened up whole new meaning of who Jesus is and why he truly is the greatest gift of all. And that year, as I studied these names, um, God grew in my heart this sense of awe and wonder of Mm -hmm. who Jesus is. And that was the first Christmas that truly I came to Christmas Eve, December 24th, And there was this great sense of anticipation of this is why, this is why we celebrate Christmas. And this whole period preceding it was a time of preparation to celebrate his coming. Mm, Wow. Just hearing you, I feel like I just took a deep breath in my shoulder because this isn't about all the stuff. This isn't about running around or anything. It's, it's really all, uh, you you don't need money or even a lot of time for what you're talking about. What you need is a heart that's open. Mm -hmm. And I just love that. Right. Yeah. And that's what the season Advent is all about, right? Advent is, it's a Latin word. It means coming. And this Mm -hmm. is the other thing that I, because I, I didn't grow up with it. I feel like I have a a different appreciation for it since I kind of discovered it, stumbled on it as an adult, but coming that term historically has been used by the church, not just to celebrate Jesus' first coming as a baby, but Mm -hmm. also to use this period to prepare our hearts to receive him 
upon his second coming. Wow. So throughout the season, we're looking not just at the baby in the manger, but we're looking toward the king of kings who's going to return someday on his horse and will establish his kingdom once and for all. And wow. So there's this dual meaning, just so much beauty to the season. And it doesn't have to be a full hour of inductive study every day, right? This is yeah. what I love about the names of Jesus, that you can sure. just take one name and read that verse where that name is. Maybe yep. read in, in the devotional. They're super short devotionals so that you can read one quickly. But then keep coming back to it throughout your yes. day and meditate on that and ask yourself, what does it mean that right. Jesus is the King of Kings or that um, he's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end? How does that influence my day, the way I treat my coworkers, the way I parent my children, the way so I true. go grocery shopping? Yep. Um, it's just it's incredible. It, it is incredible. And I love it. It's something you can do on your own. And it's something you can do as a family. And in fact, um, because they're short and they're not short, like shallow and quick, like a super simple read there, you dive deep, but they're short enough that you can read them quickly. And we as a family, because I'd been traveling, started on day three and did days. Actually, sorry, it was day two. And we did the whole introduction day one and day two all in one sitting and it didn't take that long, but I'll tell you, Asherita, my husband, who's a lot smarter than I am and, you know, can understand theology better than I do, I'm reading out loud to the family and, you know, he's being a good sport reading, listening, sitting there. And then he's like, oh, wait, who wrote this? And then he's like, this is, this is really good writing. He's like, wait, read that last sentence again. And he literally made me stop and go back because he was so touched and inspired by your writing. So ladies listening, mm -hmm. if you've got men who, you know, don't always like to sit along and, and listen to um, wh whatever you're reading to the kids, maybe this is one that I think both kids will understand and adults will really appreciate because there's a lot of depth and a lot of just beautiful writing in here. So you've, mm -hmm. you've done a, a really beautiful job. And I love too, that because it's divided into weeks even if it just comes in the mail on week four, you can still dive in and enjoy that those last days. So it's just, and also, hello, it's gorgeous. It's the cover. <laughs> it's my favorite. It's so beautiful. I just love it. Sitting, oh. sitting out like part of my Christmas decorations. Monica, that means so much. Thank you. And to the devotions, like it is, it's structured around the four weeks of Advent, mm -hmm. but I don't know if you've noticed the devotions themselves are not Christmas themed. Um, so because they're focused on Jesus' names, names. you yep. could read the devotions any time of year. That's now, right. there are family celebrations that, you know, help kind of frame it for Advent or activities or challenges. And yes. those are season themed. Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. But the devotions themselves, I had readers tell me that they picked it up halfway through the season mm -hmm. and just continued reading into January. Yes. And it helped focus their heart for the new year. Right. Um to go into the new year with a greater appreciation for who Jesus is. Mm, so good. Well, I love it. I hope everyone can get it and, um, and enjoy it as a family or on your own is just fine too. Um, but before our time runs out, I'm going to switch gears a little bit because we're all in the middle of the Advent season, but we're also looking ahead to the new year. And I have been blessed to be diving in this fall to Asherita's newest book, Bible and Breakfast. And if any of you follow my Instagram feed, um, I was sharing stories as Luke and I were traveling 
uh, to Texas and then to Portugal. And literally right before we left this book, and it's not tiny, this is um, hardback, <laughs> another beautiful cover, by the way, but it came. And as I flipped through it, I was like, I have zero space in my bags. But you know what? We are bringing this because mm. not only did I want to be inspired by all the recipes in it, because there's some great breakfast recipes, but I was like, Luke, this is what we'll do every day as our devotion together as we travel. And once again, I I know I'm like fangirling here, but I'm just telling you, Asherita, not only did I love the devotions, but my son Luke at 15 totally followed along, was totally engaged every time we did them. So Bible and breakfast, can you just tell us how that was born and a little bit about this new book that just came out this fall. Oh, that just means so much to me, Monica. Thank <laughs> it's you for true. Sharing that. It's true. Uh, so, um, like I mentioned at the beginning of, of our call, um, Bible and breakfast, it's kind of born from my own need and my own mm -hmm. place of desperation. So a few years ago, um, I had heard about this Chinese pastor that said, no Bible, no breakfast. He had made mm -hmm. a commitment that he would not, feed his body until he had first fed his soul. Uh -huh. And I thought, wow, like that's, that's amazing. You know, if nothing else, your stomach will growl and like, there's no yeah. way to forget. Totally. Um, but then I realized as a new mom with young kids, it would probably be like 5 PM before I ate anything because yeah. that rush of, you know, I sit down for a moment and before I know it, someone's running up to me, someone needs something, someone's forgotten something, someone's hit someone. Mm -hmm. And there's just, zero quiet in my life in this season. Sure. And I realized I need something that works within the rhythms of my life. Mm -hmm. And that's when um, I thought, what if I did Bible and breakfast? I'm a bit of a foodie. I really love my food. Mm -hmm. There's no way I'm skipping breakfast. And yeah. so that's a habit that's already well established in my life. And I thought, what if I invited my children into my Bible time instead of having quiet time by myself and then being annoyed that they're interrupting me, mm -hmm. what if I invited them to come into this time with me around the table? Yeah. And so we started, this was about three or four years ago. Um, I invited my readers to do 31 days of Bible and breakfast to start mm -hmm. a new habit. And I thought maybe a few dozen would join. Uh, Monica, we had over a thousand women <sighs> sign up to wow. say, I need this in my life. And it was so fun. That was the first year we did it as a blogging challenge. Um, it's now available as a book so you can do it any time of year. And I know, you know, around the new year is a time that we're usually thinking about, oh, I want to read my Bible more. I want to pray more. I want to maybe do family devotions more. And so this is a, an easy way to jump into that daily Bible reading habit, um, and there's a lot of brain science that goes into it. That yeah, that's what actually, I love. Like, I'm like, you look at you. It's not necessarily something that um, you read about, but it's woven into the way we formatted the book with intentionality. So, you know, tell linking... us about that. I want to hear. Yeah. Tell us about the brain science. Yeah. So um, one of the things is linking a new habit that you want to establish to something that you're already doing. Um, mm -hmm. Because then that current habit will act as a trigger to say, oh, I'm doing this. It's time to do this other thing. So mm -hmm. that's why I encourage readers. You know, they ask me, do I have to be eating breakfast? Can I do it with lunch? Can I do it with dinner? Hey, you can do it any time of day. Yep. Um, you can do Bible and walking your dog. Like you can, whatever is something that you're already doing, look yep. to link that up with a Bible reading habit. For me, it. 
that's Bible and breakfast. So that's mm-hmm. one thing that um, has it. been built into to help you kind of be consistent. Another yes. thing is um, we tend to think like these big, hairy, audacious goals when it comes to starting <laughs> new things, right? And so this is the year I'm going to run a half marathon. This right. is the year I'm going to lose 30 pounds. Or Read whatever. the whole Bible this year. Yes, right? <laughs> How many years have we like made that a resolution and then we fail year after yeah. year? And that just totally. makes us feel guilty. Uh-huh. It makes us stop reading the Bible because of that guilt. Mm-hmm. And so it's so counterintuitive. So yep. um, another way of thinking of forming habits is to start tiny. And that is maybe just read one verse or read for just five minutes. Make it so small and achievable that pretty soon you're being consistent in that tiny habit. And then with that consistency, you can build on it and make it bigger or maybe add multiple tiny habits to your day. So we've built this into Bible and Breakfast by offering two devotional formats each day. There's the snack on the go. If you only have a few minutes, that's your tiny habit. Just grab that kind of like a spiritual snack and then meditate that on on that throughout the day. So this is no more than five minutes. It has you in the word. It has you applying the word. But if you have more time, we offer what's called feast at the table. And that's an inductive Bible study based on that same passage so that you can go deep. You can learn how to study the Bible for yourself. Um, I teach good like interpretive techniques in there without it being scary or overwhelming. Mm -hmm. But if you're doing the feast at the table, by the end of the 31 days, you'll be equipped to study any passage of the Bible on your own using Mm -hmm. this feast format. But again, there's there's both options available so that if you don't have time for a 60 minute inductive study, just grab the, the snack on the go so that you're consistent doing it every day. I, I love that. And I'll tell you that every time that Luke and I did this and, and we weren't able to do it every day of our trip, but we would start with snack on the go. And I would always look at Luke at the end and go, should we keep going? And he's like, <laughs> well, yeah, every uh... single time. We finished the entire feast at the table and, and we didn't take a long time to do it. You know, we kind of whipped through it at the 15 year old pace, but we got through every verse and he answered every question. So he was clearly listening. And so what I love is that snack on the go. Yes, it's an option if you're short on time, but most likely it makes you just want more. So, um, you've done just a beautiful job. And I'll also say that the recipes, I mean, for me anyway, I'm, I'm good at looking up new dinner recipes for my family. I love to cook you know, try different things for dinner time, but I don't often find new breakfast recipes, but there is such a great variety. I mean, a lot of healthy things, quinoa breakfast bowls, smoothies, but also just family friendly things that kids will love. There is just, um, you know, egg things, fruit things, oatmeal things, so many, and things I wouldn't have thought of before, things I've never seen. (laughs) And, um, and the pictures are, you know, that's always fun for me to have great photos of the food. So I know Mm -hmm. what I'm doing. So, um, you nailed it. Well done. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. So with the recipes, as I said, I'm a busy mom. So a few things that went into that thought process, they're all sugar-free or refined sugar-free. Um, and I recommend ways to pair it with a protein to kind of keep you going all morning long. Mm -hmm. But then, I, I mean, just realistically, I don't have time to cook breakfast every day. So there are a number of recipes that you can prep ahead of time or you can double and freeze and then just pull it out when you have to be on the go so that you're still 
um, nurturing, nourishing your body and your family, even when you don't have a lot of time. There's a lot of parallels between feeding our bodies and feeding our souls. And so I just love how one illustrates the other. Oh, for sure. My, um, my husband always has taught our boys Bible verses when they're real, real little, you know, he goes in at night and, and starts with John three sixteen, And mm. I think the second verse he has always taught my little toddlers is Matthew 4, 4, that man shall not live on bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And it's so cute yes. to hear my little toddlers trying to say, man, you know, in their little toddler <laughs> voice, trying to, trying to remember it. But recently I was listening to a Ravi Zacharias podcast and um, we just love his teaching. And he was talking about just what you were referring to earlier, that we rarely forget to feed our bodies because we have Mm -hmm. hunger pangs. We'll leave the house. And if we forgot to eat, we're going to stop somewhere. We're going to make sure to get that food in our tummies. And that if we recognize that our spiritual needs were just as real, if we would never leave the house without reading our Bible, you know, how different our spiritual lives would be. And so I just love how you brought these two together and agree that forming that habit, my, my habit has always been wake up to coffee and Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, breakfast tends to happen at different times, but what I've loved is bringing this into breakfast with my kids. So yeah. this has just been really, really um, encouraging to me and a book I just know I'm going to keep referring to again and again. And I mean, I think pretty young kids, obviously this is something you've done with your younger kids. Yeah. So, um, this year we've been reading through the gospels together and, um, we'll just sit down with the Bible straight up, just scripture and we're reading it. And sometimes I use funny voices and sometimes I'll pull out the salt shaker. If we're talking about being the salt of the world or a candle, if it's about Mm -hmm. being, you know, the light, um, but I, I love it. I used to see my kids, this sounds terrible, but I used to see my kids as an interruption to my quiet oh, for time. Sure. Like it yes. just, I wanted my personal alone time with Jesus so that I could be a good mom. Mm-hmm. And um, there's still absolutely times that I need to get away by myself. Yeah. But what I realized is if my kids never see me reading the Bible, if we don't read the Bible together, yeah. They they won't catch it from me, you know, like I can say it's important, but unless we're doing it together, yeah. um, that's not something that will necessarily be handed down to them. Yeah. And so I've just loved simplifying this whole thing. You know, oh. I used to think that you need, I don't know, a certain like structure to the program and a reading uh-huh. plan and like a book to go through and all these things. And I just yeah. want to encourage your listeners, if family devotions is new to you and intimidating, like it was to me, um, let's just start simple. Start yes. maybe with the book of John. Yep. And, and read a few verses. It doesn't even have to be a whole chapter. <laughs> Just read a few verses with them and, and ask questions and maybe act it out or ask them to draw what, what they just listened to. And you'll be amazed um, just what God can do through a few moments with him each day. Totally. Yeah. And I love how you really emphasize that um, devotions don't have to look the same for everybody and that that's okay. I, I think that when my kids were little, Um, I wish you were around then because when my kids were little, I was stuck in the mindset that my devotions had to look a certain way. And that was what it looked like before I had kids, which is so unrealistic. And, and I don't think I've ever said this out loud, but at a low point in my parenting, here we go about to spill it. I have a memory. I wish I could forget, but I have a memory of sitting in my bed, trying again to do a, you know, more in-depth 
devotions when my kids got up asking for this. I think one of them was having a meltdown, and I remember holding my big, thick Bible up to my face and screaming in it (laughs) at the top of my lungs when all of a sudden I thought, what in the world are you doing? You're screaming in a Bible. Like, this is so messed up. Mm. And it took me years before I realized, like, it doesn't have to look a certain way. Sometimes I'm going to just have to carry that Bible with me out while I go through my day and have it open, reading scripture, praying through my day, which sometimes is a lot more meaningful than just packing it in early and then forgetting what I just read. Mm-hmm. So um, you're just really offering such a great resource and so much encouragement for moms. And we will link to your website where I know you have a lot more resources and so um, many things that will encourage and inspire moms to just really bring their kids up loving Jesus and in his word and just practically making devotions just a beautiful part of the day for everyone. So we're going to we're going to make sure to link to everything. But before we hop off, do you mind if I um, just throw a couple of boy mom questions at you? Yeah, let's do it. These are really mom questions. Ashrita's got the two girls and one boy, but they still apply. And I know that my listeners love to hear if you can share one, I'll just call it mom essential, um, (laughs) boy mom essential, mom essential, something that you can't imagine being a mom without, a part of your day Um, most days. Okay. So we we just had a super spiritual conversation, but this is going to sound so shallow, but um, (laughs) I would have to go with my, my chapstick. Uh-huh. But it has to be hidden somewhere because I don't know about your kids, but my kids find chapstick and they think it is the best thing. And pretty yes. soon it's like completely ruined. So I have multiple chapsticks around the house. Okay. And um, you have a favorite chapstick. What what kind do you use? Oh, I just use like the regular generic. Chapstick <laughs> like brand? Like a, yeah, like a strawberry flavored chapstick brand. I don't know. I'm simple when it comes to that. But yeah, well, kids um, will my eat kids it know, if it tastes like strawberry. <laughs> yeah, but they know I take mine seriously. So um, my my girls think now that the pink chapstick is like lipstick. So uh-huh. um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's good. And I, I'd say good stocking stuffers so they have their own and you don't. That's you true. Okay, now I do want to hear, because I have a lot of listeners who have a couple girls and then they find out they're pregnant with a boy or maybe they have just a little boy. Um, is there something that stood out to you having your son after your two daughters? What's been different or what have you learned through that experience? Yeah, um, well, there's definitely a special relationship between I mean me and each of my kids right you have a special relationship with each child but just something about he's definitely a mama's boy like there's Uh, a special special bond there but I would say like the one thing that has really surprised me so far he's only one and a half but so far has been um potty training (laughs) Mm. oh yeah We, we started potty training early with each of our children um but just the dynamics is a little bit different with boys than with girls. And I don't think oh, I was totally sure. prepared. For yeah. That. Totally different world. And I I don't know what you've heard, but is it right that boys take longer? Cause my boys took forever. I mean, they were, I think most of them were three before they were fully potty trained. Uh, you're at one and a half. Like you're like crushing it. If you're even well, thinking Carissa, about it. So Carissa was one and a half when she was fully potty trained. And I mean, oh like no goodness. diaper at nighttime. Like she was good. And I think oh might've been closer to two, but Theo's one and a half. And he had, he just thinks it's hilarious that we try to potty train him. Like he has zero yeah. interest in it. And yeah. I'm like, come on, get with the program. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's so funny. Yeah, I, I don't know. Romanian it took us thing. a long time. 
Oh, it might okay. be a Romanian thing because I think Romanians potty train earlier well, in general. It makes sense. So. You know, if you can, you might as well. But yeah. you might have to be patient with that boy. I know. That's what I heard. <laughs> so, yeah. So yeah, one of my experience. sons actually developed like a phobia. It was my first son developed like a phobia of because I think I was pushing too hard. But I was Aww. like, dude, you're going on three. And so he would hold it until like it became a constipation issue. So, oh, yeah, no. at least Poor in my kid. experience, I learned to just kind of let them lead. But no, if you can save on all those diapers, by all means. <laughs> Early. I love well, it. Okay. And he does have two older sisters. So they're, he's got sure. like three mamas. Oh, they're so coaching. Been, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they're offering fun. him treats. They're bribing him. Oh, it's great. <laughs> I can just imagine how much fun that would be to have a couple little mommies by your side. <laughs> so fun. Okay. Now if we were to go back and cause you know, you're, you're still a young mom, but if you could give yourself a piece of wisdom, something that you've learned in these years of raising your three kids, um, if you could speak to yourself maybe as a brand new mom, is there something that you would tell yourself and maybe encourage the listeners who are just starting off in their motherhood journey? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, one thing that no one's told me, and I was surprised by this in motherhood, is just how much fun it is. Mm-hmm. Yay. And I think that's something that I would encourage young moms. Like, yes, everyone tells you you're not going to sleep a whole lot. And everyone yeah. tells you how hard it's going to be and that you're going to discover, even if you never had anger issues, suddenly <laughs> you have anger issues. Like, yeah. yes, all those things are true. And yet within the same breath, I would say it is so much fun. Oh, and just God. embrace that. Like, chase the fun with your kids. It's okay to have to to play make-believe with them and yes. to, I don't know, just give up your schedule for the day and, and be with them. Oh and, my goodness. and I think the one okay. thing that has just kind of settled on my soul is that God delights in mm-hmm. us as his children. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I really understood that until I became a mom, just wow. how much I delight in my children. And I want them to see that and to know that, uh-huh. that they are my delight. So that's uh-huh. one thing I would, I would tell myself if I were oh younger. Oh my goodness just chase the fun with your kids. It's good. That, that really, that makes me want to cry. I just love that. And especially in this season, I hope for those who are catching this during the Christmas season, I'm just reminded of how easy it is for us to just get busy and to slow down and just have some fun with the kids in the middle of the season and cherish them, enjoy them. Thank you so much. That is such Mm. an encouragement to me. Oh, well, Monica, thank you for having me. This has been so much fun. Oh, for sure. Can you just tell everyone if they want to track you down right now, we'll link to everything in our show notes, but tell everyone where they can find you and follow you online. Yeah. So I'm on Instagram and Facebook, Asherita. Um, there's only one Asherita, so it's easy to find yeah. <laughs> if you spell it right. And I love then, it. Um, my blog online is onethingalone.com. And we have all kinds of resources to help you start that creative habit of being God's word every day. So onethingalone.com, it'll get you started. That's right. And we'll link to her books and everything in show notes. Ashrita, thank you so much. I'm just super encouraged and I know everyone else will be too. So thanks for your time. Monica, you are darling. Thank you so much for having me. God bless you. Aloha. And oh my goodness, how bad was my voice, you guys? I just re-listened to that episode and I'm realizing 
I really didn't have much of a voice. That was my deep, early, sexy morning smoker's voice. <laughs> Anyways, I hope you enjoyed that episode. I hope you're inspired and encouraged to dive into the Bible with your family this Advent season and well into the new year. I am totally encouraged myself. Um, of course, you can find show notes over at monicaswanson.com forward slash episode dash 34. I'll link to all that we talked about the books, where to find Asherita and all of that. So guys, uh, appreciate you so much. I hope that you have a wonderful, joy-filled, peaceful holiday season. Looking forward to next week's episode. So you take care and until next time, aloha. Mm-hmm.